welcome to series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women in science and technology. Not only will you get insights into some fascinating innovations, but you may also even relate to their stories, especially if you're a little unconventional or non-conforming. As with all science and technology, what these women do for a living has a real impact on all of our lives, and we don't often realise it. But here on Innovation, I'm also giving these women a platform for them to be heard and for us to be inspired and uplifted by what they've learned along their life's journeys, both personally and professionally. This week, I talked to Jessica Jagan, who is studying aerospace engineering. Oh, and she also happens to be a fashion model. My name is Jess and I am a student of aerospace engineering at the University of Liverpool and I made a transition from fashion modelling into engineering and I'm really passionate about showing other girls why they should go into engineering too. So Jess, it's so amazing to meet you. Um, I actually found out about you through my sister. Um, She... (laughs) He sent me a message going, oh my God, check this girl out. She's awesome. And um, you totally are awesome. And we'll get into all your amazing dimensions. Um, But it was very much about the modeling um, meets engineering. Um, Which way around was it? Modeling, well, I'd like to say modeling was first because I've been doing that since I even did my GCSEs. But I've been very much like academic for like, literally for like my whole life I was always about getting grades in school so I don't know what you in classes comes first because I started modeling before I did my exams but obviously the backup was there but it's been um, a long time for both really. (laughs) Yeah I mean it's great to meet someone who um, has experienced both worlds because um, I certainly haven't met anyone um, that's doing like hardcore engineering I mean aerospace engineering Ooh, that's uh, not the easiest. Um, but then also modeling as well. Like, how has it been? Like, let's just go general for a second. Like, how has it been combining those two very uh, opposite things? It, genuinely, it depends on how busy I am with modeling. So I can't say no to an opportunity basically unless I've got an exam that day (laughs) so I will always try my best to kind of obviously move things around because I'm a mature student I still need to earn money you know I've got things to pay for um so yeah I always try to move the engineering around as and when I can it was harder when I was in first year because I had labs and obviously I had to do them there and then on campus um compared to like this year um, this year has been a lot easier uh, to kind of balance things and sometimes modeling gets in the way engineering I can always kind of catch up on especially um, the theory side of things it's only if I've got a practical but when I've been doing my third year project um, you kind of plan that yourself so it's um, it's been surprisingly okay this year but um, don't want to run before I can walk because I've still got the master's year coming up. <laughs> How exactly are you? Like, are you still doing an undergrad? And how old are you and things like that? I'm on an integrated master's. So originally, um, I did a foundation year to get in. And then I was on the bachelor's. And then I did quite well in my exams last year. So I had the option to go into the integrated master's. And it just made sense uh, while I was there. Just get it all done. (laughs) 
So the last uh, Instagram post I saw of you, like you were in some plane and it looked awesome. Like you were with a bunch of guys, um, looked very comfortable doing what you did. What were you doing? So um, as part of second year, actually, um, there is a flight test in the lab. And um, we didn't get to do it my year because obviously COVID and stuff like that. So they gave us the option to do it this year with the new second years. Um, And only a handful of people ended up signing up. And out of my whole year, I mean, there's not many girls anyway, but I was the only girl there. So I was like representing all of us on the course that day. And basically they just take you up um, in the plane and then they'll like do different maneuvers. Like they might like pitch and roll the aircraft and they've got screens in front of you so that you can see how many knots that the plane's flying at and like different forces that the aircraft's feeling. And, um, and yeah, so you can then like log all of that data and then use that data as part of the lab. But because the lab's meant to be run in second year and they replaced it for us, I just went for the ride <laughs> um, and then they demonstrated different things that the second years won't have learned about yet so I remember when I was doing flight dynamics and control last semester um, we did all the maths be- behind for goid mode um, so when he was demonstrating that originally I was like oh this is great I know all about this and then that completely went out the window as soon as I started feeling sick <laughs> I was like I don't need to know about maths right now. I need to just look out the window and make sure I'm okay. <laughs> it's so amazing when theory meets real life experience. Like for me doing engineering, that's when the light bulb switched on because suddenly all these numbers and formulas became just experiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's applied physics at the end of the day, isn't it? And what's weird is that when I was in school, even though I got an A in my physics GCSE, it was my least favorite science. Um, Mm. And I think it was because a lot of the stuff I was doing was theoretical and I couldn't see it in front of me. And I think that's obviously it's something that engineers thrive in. They like having things, building things, making things and applying their knowledge to solve a problem essentially. Um, And I've always like been very into like problem solving and my dad always used to say, Jess, should be a really good engineer. And I always used to think, why would I want to do that? No, I don't want to like drill holes in things. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the industry. Um, so, so yeah, it's applied physics essentially, isn't it? I love it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's something that I've really noticed recently is because I'm writing a book about engineers and we all love maths and physics. I mean, to be fair, not everyone is really strong in maths and physics and that's okay for engineering because it takes a village. Um, but... Um, But at the end of the day, physics is very different from engineering because um, engineering is kind of, it is a lot more applied and it's a lot more sort of get your hands dirty, experiment, maybe make a few mistakes and that's okay. And, and, but yeah, it is kind of mathsy. How has it been like, how have you, have you even come across um, sort of, the discrimination of um wait do I want to backtrack um to put things into context how many girls are there on your course I think there is nine out of about 100 so there's there's only ever about 10 percent and in first year I remember that there was 11 and they were like wow we've got more than 10 percent and then um I think three dropped out but then we got 
another girl transfer across. So I was like, I'm not 100% sure the exact number, but it's about nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, why do you reckon they dropped out? I know a reason why one girl dropped out um, because I used to be like good friends with her. I mean, I'm still in touch with her. Um, but basically, as you will know, um, engineering is a very intense degree. Um, and in first year, um, in my experience anyway, we had like lectures nine to five every day, sometimes nine to six, and we just have our lunch break really. So it was very full on. And then obviously you have like different homeworks, assignments and things around it. And I remember because we'd never yet done exams and we were kind of new to this subject, I think you definitely are thrown into the deep ends um, and you do kind of have to step back. So there'd be times when me and this other girl would be trying to work through some kind of assignment and be completely like clueless with it. And I think that used to really panic her because she'd come fresh out of school and had been used to being top in the class. Now, when I did my A-levels, I had that shock as well because I was used to being top of the class right the way through school. And then I went to quite an academic college and suddenly everybody's like me and most people are better. I'm suddenly bottom of the class and having to almost feel like you're doing catch up when you've attended all the lectures isn't a nice feeling. So I know for a fact that's why she dropped out because she said, I'm just not enjoy enjoying it. I feel like I'm behind. Um, but I'd stuck with it because I know how great the industry is and I do enjoy it. Um, and it becomes apparent that sometimes the boys or a lot of the time the boys are feeling similar and they just don't communicate that so I think you feel that pressure as a girl because you do talk a lot more um yeah you 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 kind of worry between you and actually the whole class are probably worrying you just need to voice it with them <laughs> yeah. yeah the guys to admit it yeah I know and <laughs> um, how do you know the industry is great um, so it's basically the research that I conducted around my degree before I picked it. Um, so even though I've not got a lot of like personal experience because I'm still an undergrad, um, my dad is in engineering. Um, so he works as a metrologist for Airbus and he's always been in that industry. Um, and yeah, for years and years, he always used to say, Jess, you'd be a really good engineer. And as I said before, I used to think, why would you think that? You know what I mean? Like I didn't know what it was. And when I did my research, having been in the modeling industry and don't get me wrong, I absolutely love it. And I'd love to stay in that for as long as possible. Um, I thought, right, I need a backup. And I don't want to kind of be in the position that a lot of graduates are when they come out and they're struggling to get their first grad job role. And when they get their first grad job role, they're in that kind of like lower pay bracket for quite a long time. I thought I need to go into an industry where I can progress, where I'm working with different people from different backgrounds every day, where there's variety. I'm gonna have different projects to do. It's not gonna be the same office job every day. Um, and, you know, I can advance and I can, my career can, you know, propel, provide and I put the work in. And also I want to work for, you know, a, a big company um, who are gonna look after me, who I'm gonna get opportunities. And I want to be internationally employable so I basically looked at my options and it, it looked pretty much like medicine versus engineering and um, I picked engineering because it, it just won for me <laughs> yeah I would I would pick engineering purely because blood and <laughs> that is like uh. um, so 
Um, having picked engineering, um, how has it been for you um, to juggle modeling, not from a logistic point of view, but more from a sort of mental health point of view, I guess? Um, so to be honest with you, I think this is going to sound weird. I think the two go hand in hand because engineering, especially this time of year, it's obviously run up to exam season. Mentally is very intense. Like you, I don't think anybody can remember all of it. Um, and modeling gives me that break. So modeling's more physically exhausting than anything. So um, I do, even though like, I'll be like, oh, I've got, I've got this job this week when I'm working in Scotland, ideally obviously can do without doing it right now. I'm looking forward to it because otherwise I just won't have a break. Like I know me and I need that break. So to be able to do something I love and obviously earn a wage doing it um, and then be able to just do a few hours in the evening. Like yesterday I was on the study and like literally all day I finish at like 11 o'clock at night because it's that time of year and I'm not condoning that you know it's different for different people but um but yeah I think the two go hand in hand it gives me that break which is pretty good <laughs> and I can see that you're going to be um going from strength to strength uh with your modeling career I mean it's really really taking off oh, um <laughs> taking off just realized I pun in there <laughs> I <didn't>. um, <laughs> So how will that be compatible with engineering? Because, I mean, let's just say you're doing runway yeah. and, like, all these really super glamorous things. Like, will you want to go back to sort of a, an office job and, I don't know, gears and whatever? I think, honestly, like, I'm loving the mix of both. I'm literally, like, in my favourite world at the moment. I think what's probably going to happen is... Uh, after I've got my master's degree obviously I need to see how this year pans out because the last two weeks have been crazy <laughs> but um yeah um I think uh, my plan is obviously would love to work in tv like yourself um but being more kind of like sensible about it um I'm probably going to be going for say like a grad job role um and then for the first I reckon like few months it will probably be quite hard to take a day off to do modeling here and there but um when I know enough in advance about something I would just book holidays to do it and still kind of juggle both I, mean, I don't want to burn the bridge because I think having as well I don't know whether this is selfish thinking it but having a female um almost representative in both fields like and showing girls like you don't have to be one or the other and that doesn't have to apply to careers I think a lot of girls have got stigmas about you know the type of person an engineer should be and because they're not educated about what the industry involves you know like obviously me and you know all about it kind of thing but I mean if I rewind a few years I really didn't and I used to think oh I just I don't want to be like working in overalls all day you know and just drilling holes in things and hammering things and you know wearing like goggles and having my hair back and like you know I want to be a bit girly as well and this industry just isn't for me and that's massive misconception like there's so many avenues you go down so I think it'd be really good if I can still integrate them both um look at me using engineering words, <laughs> integrating both um, after my degree finishes. And partly the reason as well that I wanted to do the master's was to have that extra year to kind of still do both. <laughs> right. Probably isn't the best reason uh, to do that. Probably shouldn't admit to do that, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, hey, you get a qualification out of it, so <laughs> yeah. why not? Yeah. I feel like you're trailblazing. 
Um, and I think one of the most important thing, things about trailblazing is to have the confidence and self-belief um, to do things that no one else has ever done. Um, and I reckon you've got, just from the few minutes we've been chatting, I reckon you've got the strength of character and resilience to, to be a pioneer and a trailblazer. Um, have you come across anyone or anything that kind of makes you question your path? Um, in literally my second week of first year, yes. And I'll never forget this, but we used to do every Friday problem classes where for solid instructors, they'd literally just sit you down and you do like a, a problem question for like an hour and then they'd be worth hardly anything percent wise but they would add up and that would form your 10% course like of that module and I remember sitting next to a guy and I obviously didn't have the background that everybody else had being fresh from A levels and having like I didn't even have a physics A level so um, I was completely behind because I'd done a foundation year but it was at a different university so it was kind of like my knowledge was not to scratch at all and I knew it was going to be hard work to begin with and I'd spent like the past like week and a half teaching myself about equilibrium equations which now if one of them came up I would be dancing on the ceiling <laughs> but at the time I'd only just learned it and I was still, you know, a bit kind of like, not fantastic at it. And anyway, um, we had this question and I'd done it a completely different way to this guy. And I was like, and we got different uh, values. And I was like, but how do you know yours is correct? And he was like, because it is. And I was like, but no, but how do you know? And he was like, because I've done it this way. And I was like, well, why have you not done it my way? I said, like, I'm not saying I'm right. I said, I want to know why you use your method over mine because I need to know this for an exam. And he was like, if you don't know this for an exam, you shouldn't be on this course. And I was like, no, I said, this is the whole point. I am asking you, like, <laughs> like, can, can you help me? I said, because I, I don't understand why. I said, like, I just, I'm looking at this right now. I said, I, I'm sorry if I'm coming across stupid. I said, but I'm, I'm asking for help kind of thing. And he was like, you, you know, you definitely shouldn't be on this course. Like, I don't even know why you're here. If you can't see why this is working this way. And I remember I got really kind of worked up. So I obviously didn't let him see, but I just left the problem class and I went into the toilets and I got a bit teary because suddenly I was questioning myself like, oh my God, am I geared up for this? And it wasn't anything to do with my gender. It was purely, I was like, oh my gosh, like it wasn't to do with my gender. It was just literally, I was like, am I in too deep? Like I've picked rocket science as a degree. <laughs> like why, why have I done this? And suddenly... Like I hadn't had anybody previously kind of warn me, not warn me, so to say, but kind of give me any kind of insight as to how intense this degree might be because neither my mum and dad went to university and like, and yeah, like it, I was just kind of a shot in the dark that I picked aerospace kind of thing. So I got really worked up and I left and then I thought, I'm, I'm not going to let you make me feel like that. Um, and, and yeah, I just thought, I'm yes. Like, just because I don't care if it takes me 10 hours to learn something that takes you 10 minutes, the examiner doesn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. And as, as I say, it's nothing to do with my gender, how fast or how slow I understand a topic. It's all your personal experiences and what you're good at. Um, and I thought, I am not going to let, let you make me feel this way. Absolutely no chance. Um, 
And then, yeah, like, I've, I've literally not seen that guy all this year. And I know for a fact I got higher than him last year. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh, my God. I am so glad that you got <laughs> to that point. I mean, I want to hold on to that for a minute. Like, because, you know, those kinds of comments can really accumulate um there's this cumulative effect and the reason why I know that so well is because I think that's what happened um with my experiences it was just comment after comment after comment of people just not wanting me to be there and you know I look back um as an older woman now and I see that actually in the same way that that guy was saying you know why are you on this course it could actually be rephrased as a question. And it's like, you know, I don't want you to be on this course because you're making me feel insecure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. 100% completely agree with you. I don't think I could have uh, phrased it better than you just did, to be honest with you. Um, but completely agree. And I think having the background in modeling prepared me to almost stand up and be like, no, you can do this on your own. You don't need people around you because modeling can actually be quite an isolating industry especially how I've gone into it like suddenly when I was a teenager I'm working in different countries um and being signed by different agencies and you're just thrown into the deep end like you're just sent to castings in locations like you've never been to before like you you go on your own you turn up there's 200 models there and you're trying your best to look great for these Italian casting bookers and you get to the front of the queue and they go no grazie and you're just kind of like I waited all that time and you're used to being on your own and kind of being your own cheerleader. Um, Especially, as I say, when you're in a different country and your family aren't there and you're a teenager, it is definitely throwing you in the deep end. So that kind of prepped me and I'm really grateful that I had the previous experience. And I think that definitely also, if you didn't have that experience, it would come with age. Um, But yeah, I think that's why a lot of girls might like kind of go oh yeah this subject isn't for me because also they think even if they like the subject I don't want to be around people like that um Mm. honestly I think I mean especially in this day and age I think all the the guys on my course are great they're like little brothers you know but it's like any anything in life there's always going to be that one person who doesn't like you or doesn't want you there for whatever reason whatever they're forming their opinions on kind of thing and and yeah, um, so I think it's really important to have somebody to kind of say they've been through that and um, put their hands up. But most of the time, don't really have any problems. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that the more um, of a public profile you get, uh, the more there's going to be negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the, the laws of uh, numbers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but... It's really interesting to hear your perspective because I think attitude is everything. Yeah, I Um, And the fact that you were like, you had a cry, which I think is so important for like releasing that sort of like, oh, I'm having a self-doubt moment. And then to rise above that and then just be like, hold on a minute, I'm not going to go through this because of another individual is like, I mean, that is just absolutely invaluable for the rest of your career so I don't know where you got that from like I don't know who like who did teach you that I just thought I was sat next to the guy and then I went into the loo and I thought 
hang on a minute, like maybe <laughs> if this was, you know, this professor, fair enough, he's got a lot of, ex- see, I've just said he, shouldn't have said that, should I? They have got a lot uh, more experience um, than me. But I was sat there thinking, this guy is literally in the exact same boat. What makes him the expert? And I thought, I'm not going to be made to feel bad. Like, where is this strong Jess who picked this subject? What kind of example am I setting if I let a 19-year-old boy make me feel bad because I get a question wrong? Like, I've been through so much more in life and I've accomplished so much more. That question's worth next to nothing in my first year, which doesn't count towards my degree anyway. I just thought, come on, Jess, you know, pull your trousers up you've got this um and I think (laughs) I think um I think yeah it's really important um I don't know to communicate your struggles as well because a lot of people don't want to do that but I will always put my hand up and be and I'm not an expert I'll always ask for help I ask the guys for help all the time I was revising with one of them yesterday over zoom and I was like can you do questions with me because you explain it slower than the lecturers do and you just make me understand it better and he's like yeah okay you know you've got to do what's right for you and as I said before if it takes you 10 hours to get something or 10 minutes the examiner doesn't know that (laughs) and how how does it work with um because I don't know whether you've experienced this but I um experienced guys kind of pushing me away because they couldn't handle the way I looked and the effect it had on them. And so obviously you being absolutely drop dead gorgeous, how do you deal with guys kind of not really knowing, like being really awkward because they are attracted to you and uh, like 10 hours in a library till midnight, you know, like how do, you know, do you come across that awkwardness and how do you deal with it? Um, in first year when obviously everybody's new to class and also a lot of people didn't realize that I was older than them as well like I'm five years older than the guys in class um I did get a few guys ask me out and sometimes they would ask me out like in front of like five people from class and I'd be like oh (laughs) how do I spin this kind of thing and I used to just say like listen like I'm I'm happy to do study sessions and if you want to grab a coffee if you see me in the library and you want to chat like absolutely you know we're classmates um but in terms of being interested in you in more than a friendship way um that that's not going to happen and like I'm afraid because you know I'm I'm a few years older and I think there's also between being 18 and at the time I was like just turned 24 because my birthday's in September um there's a lot of different things by the time you get to that stage in your life that that just kind of for me didn't make me compatible with anyone um because I've already like I'm already paying like for bills and stuff and living in like my own flat with my own, own car and you know and just different lifestyles kind of thing we wouldn't have mixed kind of thing so I was very aware of that but um but yeah then afterwards some of these guys would then also almost become a bit like sheepish around me so I used to literally just approach and say hey listen like up until yesterday when you asked me out we were like good mates like we can still be good mates like I'm not holding anything against you like just because I'm not interested in you in more than a friendship aspect doesn't mean that we can't still work together and be friends like 
you ask the question, you got an answer. Like, why does anything else have to change? Then it goes back to normal. And I think, yeah. I think, um, yeah, obviously it's quite gutsy to like ask somebody out like in public, especially when they've come from a completely different background than you. And obviously I'm flattered. It's lovely for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm very wise as well. Like I, I see all of the guys in class like little brothers. Um, so yeah, I just try to yeah treat them as if they were a little brother. I don't even have a brother. I've got a sister. But <laughs> so I oh, is, she, is she following in your footsteps? She isn't. No, weirdly enough. So me and Georgia, that's her name, um, both went through school and Georgia was... Georgia's extremely talented in terms of like um, the arts. Like her voice is incredible. She can dance, she can act. Whereas I was great at maths <laughs> and things like that. Um, so we kind of excelled in different fields. But then after we did our A-levels, um, I did STEM A-levels and she did, um, I think she actually might have done psychology, but then the other two were like arts. Yeah, I know she did drama. Um, afterwards she went to university for a year and I didn't because I started modeling so it was actually quite weird because I think everybody would have predicted it the other way and then she went into the arts and is now um, a musical theatre performer down in London on like the West End and stuff so she's like forever like swapping and changing the shows she's in and roles and stuff like that and it was me obviously I went into completely not academic industry and then thought why can't I do both? You know, like what's stopping me? I originally was going to do an open university degree, but I thought, you know what? I want the hands-on experience. I want to be with a team of people which can kind of prep me for the industry because engineering is a lot of teamwork, isn't it? So, so yeah, she's um, gone into musical theatre and I went into modelling and then now engineering. <laughs> you all seem to have a gene where you're kind of providing, not entertainment, but like, that's that side of things. Yeah. Um, I interview a lot of women who are in STEM who who absolutely positively do not want the limelight. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting to meet an engineer who is in the limelight and um, has a lot to give. Yeah. Um, but like, in terms of your future, like, where do you do you plan ahead, and what would a perfect uh, life path, career path look like for you in the next five years? Um, so I am a massive overthinker. I have thought about options which are 20 years ahead. It is a very bad trait to have because genuinely life doesn't work like that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I can't help it because there's so many avenues this industry can lead to. Um, I think as well, a lot of people think aerospace engineer, that means you're going to work with planes. When you know, I, I could focus on the avionics side of things and I could like work in communications and develop technology that way. If I wanted to, I could go into software engineering and be a website developer. And because I had these options, I was like, I need to pick a degree that gives me that. Um, and yeah, so in the next five years, in an ideal world, <laughs> it would be um, after my degree, I would love to work in TV and present documentaries about engineering um, which can educate girls about what the industry involves and um, because it, it, not obviously it's different to modeling but I'm used to being on camera and in front of people and presenting myself in a certain way so I feel like having a platform where a lot of girls are already interested in my 
social media because of the modeling side of things and it was last year or the year before I just thought you know what I can I can use this platform to show girls how great engineering is because a lot of girls don't know and I get girls messaging me like hey uh, do you think I would be right for aerospace or can you give me some advice or what can I expect and hey Jess I think I'm really thinking about engineering after I've seen your posts and can you give me any ideas and what should I expect? And I'm, I'm flattered that me making like a 10 second reel on Instagram can reach somebody and trigger that idea. Um, so I feel like if I could kind of combine both industries of being in, like in the media and also my degree, I think, I think it would be really beneficial to have someone very much like yourself. Um, obviously you've studied it to a higher level than me. Um, but yeah, somebody who has been through it and can almost like advise and almost be that figure to represent because if a lot of the people that you see on say likes of tv or whatever if they do have a degree it probably isn't in engineering um and I think it's really important especially being female in a class of 10% girls to show girls who are younger than me what this industry involves I've got the power to do that all of us do we've all got an Instagram so that's why I thought I can utilize this because this is there's a good chance this is going to be my future because I've obviously picked it. Obviously, you don't know how life pans out. I was like, there's a there's a very high chance this is going to be my future. I want to communicate this with girls. I want to show girls what they can be and show them that they don't have to just fit into a box and show them that the industry isn't how they probably think it is. Because I think it stems to right uh, the way back down to... Um, before you've even properly done school, I always say you get girls' toys and you get boys' toys. And boys' toys tend to be cars, planes, helicopters. So they think about these ideas way before girls do. You know, if girls ever do think of that idea. And I think a lot of girls who go into the industry, very much like myself, have got a father figure who, maybe a mother figure, but a, a figure who is in that industry already. That's why the idea is triggers. If that was the case, I probably wouldn't have thought about it. You know what I mean? So I think it's really important. I'd love in the future to be able, yeah, to just, even if it's like, it isn't on, of a professional aspect. Like if I continue using my Instagram and YouTube or whatever and show girls a day in the life of an engineer or you know this is why I've picked these things or that's just I'm so passionate about that <laughs> sorry that was a very long answer <laughs> and, a, and a really important answer as well I mean yeah. you're what you said you were 24 26 oh 26 okay yeah. still uh, a wee lass <laughs> um, and so at the age of 26 you know, having gone down a STEM route, you know, you can already offer advice. Um, what would be the key things that you think could equip um, women, girls to consider a career in engineering? Um, I think first and foremost, it would be to kind of look into the industry in depth and just actually come to grips with how far it can take you in different places like as we were saying before just because you've got an engineering degree doesn't mean you specifically have to work in that type of engineering or engineering anywhere I mean you're massively employable with an engineering degree because people know that you're analytic you know you like numbers and that's applied to so many industries so that first and foremost I think needs to be communicated but I think the main thing I would communicate is um 
you know, expect it to be hard. You're not alien for finding it hard. A lot of the guys probably aren't going to let you know if they're struggling. But then when you come out, I mean, I've gone into exams and come out thinking, oh my God, worst exam of my life. I've never done this bad ever before. But oh my, and like literally panicked so much thinking, because I was always so used to coming out of an exam, like, yeah, I've, I've done all right in that kind of thing. So to come out and not have a clue what you've done and be worried about whether you've even passed, 90% of the time, the rest of the class are feeling that and you'll end up coming out with like 2-1 or something and, and it's, just, it's just how it goes. But before you've had that experience, it's normal to panic. So I think uh, more than anything, my advice would be to talk to people, make friends with people in older years who can advise you who've already been through it because that helped me. I used to um, ask people for advice and I remember speaking to a guy saying, oh my God, I'm so worried about solids and structures. And he was like, so is everybody. People aren't going to say, but everybody's in that exam. Everybody opens that paper and goes, <gasps> and so he was like, don't worry about it. And yeah, I think that's the main thing. You need to kind of just don't in this subject you cannot expect to be an expert in anything really from the get-go I mean as you get through um you know later in um your university life you might be able to tailor your um expertise on something and be great at that module but it's such like there's so much involved in it to be great at everything's very unrealistic <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be optimistic by saying that as well um I think it's a very realistic approach like you know you doing electrical stuff one day like and then avionics another day and then fluid mechanics another day and they're so different from each other so yeah and not to tie any of those negative um sort of feelings to the fact that you're female or because I think there's also a tendency you know if you are struggling to kind of try and find a reason yeah. I don't know if that's a STEM thing, but like I do that. If I'm feeling bad, I'm like, oh, maybe it's because I'm a woman. Maybe it's because I'm older. Maybe it's because I've got black hair. Maybe it's, you know. Yeah. And then you end up taking it really personally instead yeah. of just going, hang on. Um, I'm finding this hard because it is just hard. Yeah. 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 And I also used to feel um, almost embarrassed. Um, so we had, I know different universities do it differently, but first and second year of aerospace engineering at the University of Liverpool have literally just maths modules. So my flatmate, who is a mechanical engineer, um, she um, she did it differently. She had to pick certain like modules for maths, like Calc 1, Calc 2, whatever, because uh, she did her degree in the US, her undergrad anyway. Um, whereas we just got maths. So I really used to struggle because this was higher than further maths A level that we were doing. And I didn't even have the full maths A level. I actually dropped maths after my first year doing it at A levels. So I was well in the deep end. And I really used to panic because you don't realize, I don't think until you get further on later in first year and into early second year, how important this like basic knowledge of, I say basic knowledge, it's obviously quite high level of maths, but this maths is and where it just randomly appears like I remember doing avionics last year and one of the online lecturers was like so um you'll be able to see here that we'll use Fourier transforms to go forward in this question and I was like oh my god <laughs> like, I've not touched them in a very long time and I'm just having to pull them out of the blue so I would 
like panic and as I say get embarrassed because I used to think oh my gosh like maybe this isn't for me if I'm just meant to be memorizing all of this maths and it's not just coming straight back to me but I mean I'm in I'm nearly in fourth year now like I've got through it and that's just through persistence like if I do get that shock I think well you know that's on you you know you need to go and learn that doesn't matter that I didn't know it right then you know maybe I probably should have known it you know it should have been fresher in my mind but especially around the circumstances with the pandemic and exams changing you've got to give yourself a little bit of leeway as well it's um, a very complex degree (laughs) I mean Jess you sound incredibly focused um, and someone who really um you know, if you need to teach yourself something, it sounds like you just go ahead and do it. Like there's no holding back on always helping yourself to progress. Um, and I'm going to ask you a question now, which you're very welcome to say, sorry, don't want to go there. But um, what about things like relationships and boys and I don't know which way you're inclined, but like, what about all the stuff that isn't to do with contributing to your career or your you know career in modeling career in engineering yeah. your personal development like what about all that stuff that can actually be distracting and i ask that because you're in a very male dominated um industry so for someone who's heterosexual that can be kind of like really uh it can be a massive distraction mm-hmm. So I don't know which way you're inclined, but like, talk to me about that side of things. Yeah, so I think maybe it possibly would have been different had I gone to university when everybody else did and everybody in my class was the same age. But being five or six years older than all of the guys, as I was saying, like, I, I can't see any of them in more than a friendship aspect because we're in different stages of our lives, even though, yeah, I education-wise, we're in the same boat. Um, like... I am a few years ahead in terms of like financially and stuff like that. Like I'm like so lucky to be able to afford things while I'm at university and have a job, which means I don't actually need to work that many days and I can still earn a very good income from it. Like that is an absolute blessing. I understand people don't get that. So um, I feel like, yeah, in um, I can understand why girls might feel how you've just described um, and I feel like I probably would have done in my first uh, if I'd gone to university when I was 18 um, but in my experience because I am um, a little bit older than the guys um, I don't yeah I don't find them distracting or anything I think the, in terms of personal development for me um, the things which get in the way are the I don't know if it's class, classes extracurricular stuff but <clears throat> I like stuff like being in the Miss England competition last year which is a hell of a lot of work so in terms of like a dating life and stuff like that that is one thing that gets compromised um I always say to people summer is the dating season because I don't have a degree like I feel like if I was to fit that in as well it, it might get compromised um especially because I'm doing the modeling career alongside the Miss England stuff I'm trying to make content to advertise things to girls I go into schools and do stem talks as well um obviously that's not week in week out that's as and when a school wants me and when I can fit it in but there's obviously powerpoints I need to make for that and I'm always in contact with different companies about um like there's a networking event uh, called the girls network um which taking place sometime in July um, and basically you are a mentor to girls and um they got in contact and 
were like, you know, we think you would be great. And I was like, I would love to do that. You know, and I always take on things like that and then <laughs> wonder why I'm stressed. <laughs> but I think it's because that's where my passion is sourced. I can't say no to it. I'm like, we'll find a way. If I have to compromise on something, I'm not condoning compromising on sleep, but that's what tends to go. And also, yeah, like the dating life and stuff like that is absolutely non-existent until like the summer season comes around. So <laughs> I love the fact that you're just so focused on doing you, which is like something that I think I don't want to stereotype, but there have been generations mm-hmm. where women are expected to put themselves aside. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that you don't have that. You're like, nope, this is what I want to do for me and I'm going to do it. And yeah. it's just so incredibly empowered. To it comes, it stems from my mum and dad always used to say I could be whatever I wanted to be. Um, and they said the same to my sister. And obviously we both went off um, into careers originally, which weren't academic. Georgia went to university for a year doing musical theatre then dropped out because she realised that wasn't going to lead her to the stage she needed to go to a London drama school um so yeah I think my mum and dad have always said you know you can be whatever you want to be and through my own experience as well uh, going through modelling it become very apparent when suddenly I'm 15 and I'm getting turned down from all sorts of different agencies and castings which is normal um that you know in life I always say like I don't expect anybody to to work for me you know if you want something go out and get it yourself because you can trust yourself 100% you know obviously people say oh you know they trust their family and this and that and I'm, I'm right with them but the one person in this world who you can trust more than anybody else is yourself like why wait for somebody else to go and go out and get an opportunity for you you know somebody else isn't going to do things your way somebody else isn't going to make the decisions the way you want them to be made and I just thought I don't want to be in a position where um, I'm relying on somebody else to achieve a certain lifestyle for me. So if I want to do something, I will make it work. I will go out and do it. And I, when it comes to like where what progressing and stuff, I am not an excuse maker. I will, um, yeah, just roll my sleeves up and get on with it. Like for instance, being on national TV this week, um, obviously, that got in the way of my exam revision. And in the back of my head, while I'm sat there on the couch with Dermot and Alison, I was thinking, you have got so much aerodynamics to do. Why are you doing this? <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, now is the time and the place. Like, I'm not gonna get this offer again. If this is happening now, we take it now and we work everything else like along the way, you know? Like you just, life deals you with different cards. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, can't expect anybody to work for you. especially. Uh. I just absolutely love that that was a total mic drop moment um I just want to um end because we we have a little bit of time uh left only unfortunately I feel like I could talk to you for hours and I'd love to talk to you for hours to be honest because I just want to like I want to learn so much from you because um in listening to you it's clear that your strength of character your confidence but it's it's humble confidence it's not like I know it all it's like you know what I'm really willing to learn because I think that's going to help me and so I'm reaching out for help which I think is a very very important trait to have because asking for help particularly if you're bright um, is not the easiest thing Um, so that humility the confidence um, 
all of that is just, it's so empowering um, and it's so inspiring to listen to. But I want to ask a question and I don't want it to be a downer, but some people may be watching you Mm. and listening to you thinking, well, if I had brains and beauty, my life would be sorted too, you know, that kind of thing. Um, What would you say to that kind of um, perspective of you? Um, I think people, I can understand why people might have that perspective. But I think before people form opinions on me, they should get to know my background. Um, Because I um, wasn't a looker when I started school and I put all my efforts into my grades um, because that was something that wasn't determined by my physical appearance and my attributes. Um, You know, like no, that examiner doesn't know the way that you look. And I just thought this is something that I can do for me and I'm always gonna have my grades, which is why I could have not done my A-levels because I was already signed with a modeling agency, but I thought, no, I need to have that option and that key in the door to get into university in the future, just in case. I think you really, you need to like consider options and kind of put yourself in a safe place, like have a backup, so to say. Um, so yeah, I can understand why people might have the assumption about me, like, oh, of course your life will be sorted and stuff like that, but, um, first and foremost academically you know as I said before I have always been academic I understand that but I've also worked very hard you know right the way through back to my GCSEs I was that kid who was studying for like weeks or months in prep you know hours and hours every day like 10 hours on the dining room table not seeing friends or anything like that because that's the time and the place to do it you know like and you know I've made mistakes along the way when I was doing my A-levels I thought oh I'll revise six months in advance don't do that waste of time (laughs) you know there's time and place to do it and you know short-term sacrifice long-term gain so I feel like yeah before people make assumptions first and foremost they should know that when I started high school I mean it's not hard to find pictures you just google me it's been in all the papers this past week um I definitely wasn't a looker and then um also I haven't got to this position by not working hard I I find engineering hard I really struggle with it like I'm not I'm not pretending I'm an expert by any means I always say to people like you know you've got to run before you can walk nobody's an expert at anything straight away and I mean I think there was a time when I was a little toddler walking was the hardest thing in the world for me right now I'm an expert at it (laughs) but back then it was so hard because I was new to it you know so if that theory now applies to multivariable calculus so be it you know what I mean don't think I'm ever going to be an expert at that because I don't love it enough to put all my effort into it you know it's a wide scope of uh, things that could go on in this degree but yeah sorry I'm a chatterbox <laughs> oh I find you so incredibly inspiring I wish I had had that kind of attitude at the time because when I was getting that kind of um that kind of negativity I I was the person that would go into the bathroom and cry, but not have that moment of like, you can do this, you know. Um, I think it really wore me down. Um, So actually, selfishly, I'm going to ask you a question because I would love to get your inspiration from it. Um, um, So you've got the brains and beauty, and that's amazing because, you know, I know what it takes to to do engineering degrees and it is a lot of hard work and I busted 
my backside to get my qualifications. For me, working hard was everything. Um, and I really resonate um, in, in the way you describe it, because looking back, it was really hard work. But it's only taken you saying that for me to acknowledge how hard I worked. I never actually really acknowledged it. I just thought that's something that everyone should do. Um, but actually, it is a really gallant uh, effort that you're putting in, that I've put in to get those qualifications. Um, so I want to get your take on um, any comments that you may get where people think might think, OK, you've got the qualifications, you're super smart, but actually you're going into an industry that's kind of easy, standing in front of the camera because you're beautiful and earning a living from that to some people might seem really easy. And let's just say that side of your career takes over more than the engineering. Um, people may start to say um, that you've taken the easy route in life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I may not include this in the podcast, but what would you, what would be your response to that? Um, I would say if I was taking the easy route in life, I definitely wouldn't have picked aerospace engineering. <laughs> like, you know, just because that might be the path I decide to go down after university, that's nothing to do with anybody else. That doesn't, that doesn't validate, you know, my interest in the subject. You know, I, I mean, people form assumptions about anything. As I was saying before, people think, oh, aerospace engineering, that means she's going to go work with planes. And then so if I go and work with cars, does that mean I'm not a good aerospace engineer? Mm, not really, because I'm applying the aerodynamics to Formula One cars. You know what I mean? Like people aren't as in the know about the industry if they've not been in it themselves and they don't realise how hard it is. And um, yeah, for anybody that um, has that assumption about even, oh God, that's such a waste having an engineering degree, but then going into TV, I, um, I completely disagree. I think it would be, absolutely amazing to have a female in that position because even though there's always a talk about stem subjects and i'm very passionate about showcasing them to girls there are a lot of girls in science and we need more girls we always need more girls but in engineering there, there really isn't that many and i think being in a position of i don't know whether it's called power but being in a position where a lot of people are looking at you and you're demonstrating how amazing this subject is it's not coming from somebody that's not been through it and I think that's what's really important like anybody mm. can stand on the tv and preach about something that's on an auto cue but for you to actually be able to relate with people and translate your experiences and show that you got through to the other side because I know me myself included and that girl I was talking about before you can get into engineering and completely doubt yourself because obviously it's very intense. So I think it's really important to see people on the other side. And that's why one of my first agendas when I started university was, right, I need to make friends with older students who've been there and done that and who can give me advice, who can guide me and who can also make me feel calm when I'm getting stressed over not knowing a subject. It's, you, it's like so common when somebody's like, oh, I was like that and you'll be fine. And you're like, oh, really? Because other people other people aren't panicking and they're like yeah like I, I literally recently I messaged one of the older students and said hey have you got any past papers from like different years that I might not have access to I said or any past questions because obviously you've been through it and I remember him saying oh it took me and this other girl like we spent a whole week just trying to figure out one aerodynamics past paper 
because I was panicking because I'd spent a whole day on one question and I was like oh my god this isn't good this isn't good it shouldn't take me this long and um and yeah um having that comfort blanket knowing that it's not just me and finding people who are going to communicate their struggles is so important so yeah sorry went off on a tangent but I think it's people are going to form the assumption about me um potentially wasting my degree by not going into industry I think um that is a load of rubbish really because I think by anything I think having the degree makes me so relatable and makes me yeah just you know I can I can narrate my experiences to people and I can advertise it to girls we need more girls in this industry I technically still working in the industry I'd be educating people <laughs> yeah I mean honestly Jess it's been an absolute pleasure um, being able to hear from you and I and I emphasize the word here because um, you know you're absolutely gorgeous um, there's been a lot of um, hype about the Miss England stuff, the, the modeling, um, and I'm sure your career is gonna go from strength to strength and we'll be seeing a lot more of you. But it's for me, and especially on this, um, on this conversation that will go on esteemed and innovation, it's really important to hear about the person inside this beautiful shell that you've got. And I'm even more inspired um, to hear about how hard you've worked, um, how much you want to develop your inner self and and give to others through your work. And um, you really are like a a new age woman because um, you just don't have any of the the kind of like obstacles, the mental obstacles that hold people back. Like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. People might think this. You're just like, no, this is me. This is the time. I'm going to take advantage of it and I'm going to use it. And that kind of strength and confidence and resilience and empowered womanness about you is utterly inspiring. Um, Thank you so much for sharing uh, yourself with us. (laughs) Do you have any sort of like last like last few uh sort of things you want to say to I'm sure a very captivated audience today um I I think I would just like carry on from what I was saying before like in engineering (laughs) don't expect to be an expert straight away um yeah it's normal to struggle um and you are not any less worthy by voicing those struggles if anything that's probably going to help you um, don't be embarrassed if you don't understand something um, and even if somebody's going out the way to make you feel embarrassed or even if you know it doesn't even have to be in a student level it could be you know between like a, a lecturer and a student or whatever if somebody's going out their way and you think they're trying to make you feel embarrassed and not worthy then just believe in yourself because at the end of the day you're the one that's got to do the work either way they're not going to do it for you <laughs> so you can either you know take that on board and go right I'm struggling let's learn how to do it even if it takes you 10 hours or you can kind of panic and kind of put it in a box not learn it and then it appear on an exam and you'll then be like oh I wish I'd have done that you know it's just just about time really (laughs) well I can't wait to see what happens with your career next good luck with everything you've got going on so many things um I can't wait to see more of you um and and yeah, good luck with those exams. Man, it pays me back. It wasn't easy. Aero, sorry, aerostructures, aerodynamics, 
um, space light and rotor craft coming up a week tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be thinking of you. <laughs> Thanks, I will need it. <laughs> Thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews, then the more interest from those trusty algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube on my new series called Esteemed. It's all about self-discovery, self-evolution and inclusivity on innovation. Let's all strive to be in the best versions of ourselves and celebrate others being themselves too. As always, be kind and loving and I wish you all a great week.